0: Hello, welcome to the Activate Doors podcast, I'm John Davidson. This time I'm speaking to a man who has turned his passion for the hills into an inspirational book. Running Adventures Scotland is by Ross Brannigan, it was published just last week and it rounds up 25 routes across Scotland, many of them up here in the Highlands and it's a really, really inspirational book. It's got loads of uh, great photography, great images... Um, Lots of information, suggestions, alternatives for everything from kind of easy, low-level trail runs to big, big mountain days and multi-day adventures. Um, So I began by asking Ross to tell us a little bit about himself. So,
1: um, yeah, I'm uh, originally from Tillacoutry in Clackmanishire at the foot of the Oakle Hills, so grew up exploring the Oakles and uh, rambling around them for, well, Done, done so for you know best part of probably 20 years i think um still probably my favorite hills and um yeah kind of uh, at the age of nine i did my first monroe uh in the cairngorms and then since then it's basically been a growing love affair with scotland's mountains um and you know every holiday spent exploring different parts of the country climbing monroes um and yeah just getting a chance to discover new places and uh, and 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 yeah just uh you know that's, that's the best way to explore the country is through walking and and cycling and running so um yeah after a couple of years uh but once i sort of like was in my teens i was introduced to running um and gradually my you know love for being up in the mountains and exploring them um, combined with my newfound love for running um, and started hill running and uh, exploring places by, you know, running uh, either big, long days or multi-day fast packing trips, uh, which is a really nice way to, you know, sort of immerse yourself in the landscape, I find. Um so, yeah, lived lived in Tilakutri until a few years back. Um, and then I briefly lived in Pitlochry for work, uh, working for an environmental charity and um, recently moved to the Lake District uh, for personal reasons. Um, you know, found, found my now fiancé, uh, and uh yeah now um now she was she she's kind of based down there her work's based down yeah. there and i now work permanently from home
0: uh-huh. well, it's, there's worse places to be if you have to move to england then, so. <laughs>
1: exactly yeah yeah, yeah 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 i mean i didn't choose it necessarily but i guess like you know um uh, i i love i love living in the lake district it's a really f- I mean, it is an amazing place uh, for people who are outdoorsy and love, like me, cycling and running um, and walking as well. But yeah, I, uh, it's not too far away that I can nip across the border, yeah. sort of within within good time.
0: That's it, yeah, I know. My kind of childhood holidays were, were spent going to the Lake District from kind of around Lancashire way where I, where I'm from. Um, oh, so aye, yeah. And I've just kind of gradually moved further and further north to get to to the Scottish <laughs> Hills, really. <so. laughs>
1: yeah i suspect at some point i'll move back up um but for now yes uh, the lake district is becoming very much home um as well. i mean i live in kendall and kendall is kind of a nice place where you can enjoy the lake district but you can also get to like the Dales, which are slightly yeah. more quiet in the summer
0: mm-hmm. yeah so tell us a bit about the the running then what what's special about kind of running in the hills particularly and what benefits do you do you get from it
1: Yeah, I find that um, I think running and walking in the hills are not necessarily completely different from one another. I think there is, for me, it's all about moving in the mountains, um, which sounds quite groovy. But I think, you know, whether you're taking them at a slow pace or a quicker pace, you're still there for the same reason. And that's to enjoy the landscape and see amazing things um and yeah for me running in the hills is tapping into like a different rhythm of the hills i think there's a nice pace to it and a really liberating feeling about you know being able to cross a further distance and see more um and link up routes that are a little bit harder to do if you're just walking it can take up quite a significant chunk of time so really the running in the hills unlocks the landscape to be explored a little bit more mm-hmm. i find yeah and that's kind of why i enjoy it so much and there's just a thrill to it you know there's a thrill to running downhill fast um and a real joy and yeah kind of running up
0: hills (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say when I first started getting involved with the Highland Hill runners up here they took me out they took me out and one of the things they kind of I noticed was really going uphill you are walking sometimes because there's no choice but but as soon as you get downhill you're just going for it aren't you so
1: yeah 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 I I think um, there's sometimes an accusation level that runners don't look at the landscape um, and I, I think that's kind of unfounded I think for me in particular, like, it's all about the landscape and the views and and, and and also just how it makes you feel. I think we all go into the mountains for different reasons. Um, and, yeah, if running is your way of doing that, that or walking, then crack on.
0: Yeah. And is one question I've got here is can, can anybody do it? I mean, how how do people start doing this? I mean, for, for you and I who are kind of used to doing this sort of thing, it's, mm. you know, we know what it's about, but how how would somebody get up there and, and run in the hills if they're not used to it
1: yeah I think there's obviously a base level of running you do need to have um, particularly on you know stuff that's not tarmac so uneven ground I would suggest that people should have the base level of fitness to be able to run you know 10 kilometers at least um, on on trails that doesn't have to be fast of course um, but the more important thing is getting some time spent in the hills i think that doesn't really matter whether that's walking or running um the hills are much different to your local riverside trail um the weather changes quicker you have to prepare more you um, get a bit of an instinct as to assessing your situation um and that's just something that comes with experience and so In the book, there are a number of routes which are lower level, trails, easy to follow, nice sort of um, smooth uh, terrain that will certainly be, um, you know, excellent for anybody who just wants to get that feeling of adventure, but not going over the hills. Um, But for those who are wanting to take their adventures to slightly higher uh, altitudes, I would definitely recommend getting a few, you know, Hill days in just uh, to experience that and to know how to prepare properly um, and having a good a good sort of like level of running fitness. Um, I'm not going to prescribe people do uh, hill reps or anything <laughs> like that, but after you know spending a long time of walking in the hills, you can translate those that uh, quite quite easily into into running in them too. Yeah, it's
0: quite often time time on your feet, isn't it, rather than distance as well. So. Um. Mm-hmm. There's quite a lot of big, big routes in your book, uh, the kind of impressive ones, and and as well as a few kind of shorter ones, as you say, to kind of start people off a little bit, but some of those big days and, and even the kind of multi-day ones towards the back are some, some serious running involved there, aren't, isn't there?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So- I think the routes go from around 10 kilometres up to 29 kilometres is the longest, like, one-day route. Um, and then the, the the ones at the back of the book, the multi-day routes are a good starting point for people to get an idea about the very, like, varied landscape that Scotland has to offer in particular. Um you know, there's there's a few in there. There's there's obviously the West Highland Way, which is an extremely popular route um, with trail runners. Um, there's the Tranter, which is obviously an iconic 24-hour hiking round um, that has become quite a famous running round as well. Um, and obviously attached to that is the bigger Ramsey round. Um and then one of the routes is, is is a is a route in the Cairngorms that literally I just like came up with um, and put a bit of a different spin on it that was linking up five gothies And I think what I like to I'd like to think people get out of the book is that. The routes in them are 25 inspirational running routes in Scotland. That means that they're basically a springboard for you to be able to come up with your own adventures and start thinking into the space of, well, that was cool. I enjoyed sort of linking up those bothies or running this linear route, but what could I do? And so I hope that people take the book as a starting point for them to start you know um coming up with their own adventures um and yeah exploring the country a little bit for themselves
0: yeah it, re- it really is one of those kind of inspirational kind of books isn't it i mean you've got great fo- photographs in there um that mm. really kind of show the the landscape and, and running through it impressively and and there's lots of kind of suggestions you've put in for alternatives and and at the end kind of yeah. other things that are, are just a hint of what you could start planning yourself so
1: Exactly. And I wasn't, I didn't want to be too prescriptive with that stuff. And I think, I think I kind of left them very open ended to sort of suggest you could go here, you could go there. I mean, I think at one point I had a route that had like four different variations off of it and I had to cut it down to like two because it was just the possibilities Uh for variation are almost endless. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So um, if I could kind of put you on the spot and ask you to pick a favorite route out of the book. Could you do it? <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I, yeah, I mean, it's funny because people ask that and uh, and I think sometimes they expect me to go like, oh, but that's like trying to pick one of your children. But actually, I do have a clear favourite um, and that's the South Glen Shield Ridge. Um, South Glen Shield Ridge was the starting point for John Broxap's um, 24-hour Monroe record back in the 80s um, and for good reason as well. It's... Uh, delightful rolling um, ridgeline that has seven Monroes on it. Um, and in every single direction, you have expansive views, um, you know, behind you, if you're running it from uh, west to east, you'll have Noidar and Sky. Um, and just north, you'll have Glen Affric and the rest of the Kintail Hills. Um, and once you get the kind of initial few kilometers of steep ground out of the way you then have you know best part of nearly 18 kilometers rolling along these tops and getting really quite dramatic views across um to the to the neighboring um monroes that that are on the ridge uh, there's a particular segment towards the end i think on the f- the third to last Munro, uh, sort of halfway i guess that's halfway through um and you're on Malshin and and you've got this incredible view over to Un-Hair-Hui, Um, that I think is probably one of the absolute standout points of the route. It's just, it's phenomenal. And, and when I, I think as well, each of the routes has a sort of like a memory attached to it for me. Um, and in particular, that one was one of the earliest ones that I ran that ended up in the book. Uh, and we just had incredible weather for it. You know, it was October and it was just prime, sunny, clear um, air sort of day. And it was just, yeah, it was a really memorable experience.
0: Excellent. And did you did you do all these kind of with the book in mind or are these ones you've kind of done over years and, and kind mm. of selected from?
1: So, yeah, uh, I started off with a base of routes that I knew were really class and that I had done previously. Um, um, Ben in particular, is one that I know a lot of my friends absolutely adore and which I've ran previously and thought was just fantastic. And Seth Glen Shield Ridge, similarly, done before, knew it was going in. Um, And then there was a bit of a process of, um, I guess, a process of elimination um, and selection that was, you know, informed by, you know, firstly, which routes are popular with hill runners in Scotland um, and that you kind of glean through friends and also just discussing it with uh, the community. And then second is, does it, is it featured in a race? Um, Pentland Skyline, for instance, is a good example of that. And lastly, you know, does it have a place in kind of like Scottish Hill running history? Um, so, you know, the, like the South Glen Shield Ridge, obviously, John Brock's app's um, the Tranter the classic as well, um, and then a couple that are sort of a bit more obscure but have a, a, a place in um, in Scottish Hill running history.
0: Yeah, yeah. I quite like some of the little touches in there as well, a little kind of quote from, from somebody who kind of knows mm. the area well or
1: Yeah, that was getting the voice of Scottish hill running in there was really important for me. And not just hill running, but the Scottish outdoor community as well. Um, There's a couple of well-known names from Scottish hill running in there, like John Broxap himself, Finlay Wild, Ali Bevan, um, who I'm sure you know. Uh, And then... There's also others who are maybe not runners like Lucy Wallace, who's a mountain leader uh, and and member of the Aran Mountain Rescue Team. Um, and Neil Reid, who's, you know, the Cairngorm Wanderer and knows the Cairngorms like the back of his hand. So it was the reason I did that was, one, to give a level of um, sort of like a second opinion, uh, someone to verify that the route is actually really class. Um And secondly, to show that Each of the routes in there are special to someone and that we should treat them with respect. Um, Post lockdown, we had a lot of people going to visit these places for the first time who maybe hadn't explored them before. And we did see some issues with uh, visitor management and um, some of the pressures that come with that. And so this was a chance for me to say, this route is enjoyed by this person who lives locally and goes there all the time. And the kind of subtle hint is, and let's keep it that way.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's something w- in our industry. We've been do- doing lots of stories on, so we're kind of seeing a lot of that mm. all over the place. And uh, it does, I can imagine. Yeah, it does. Well, fingers crossed. It seems to be calming down, and, and there's a bit more infrastructure going in where it needs to be. And but it's it's balancing yeah. these things, isn't it? To- to make sure it's not yeah, overdeveloped, we adapt
1: really it? quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can adapt quickly to these things, and I think I've seen more like shuttle buses being installed, and hopefully, you know, it's not all about cars. It's you know, we want to get people actually uh, get into these places sustainably. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's it. It's a difficult thing to do with some of these more remote places, isn't it? But certainly, uh mm-hmm. the likes of Ren and places like that, there's 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 possibilities there, aren't there? So, yeah. yeah. Well, thanks very much, Russ. The the book, Running Adventures Scotland, is, is out as, as of yesterday, I think, isn't it? 5th of May it came out? Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, 5th of May it was officially out. So I think there's still signed copies available from Vertebrate Publishing um, at adventurebooks.co.uk, I believe is the URL. Um, and yeah, it, I hope that people, I think, hope that people see it as a great starting point for them to come up with their own adventures because I think you can't Capture everything in 25 routes. um, I think there's certainly more there for us to to discover in places that I think, um, yeah, that that are kind of like maybe untapped gems.
0: Thanks to my guest today, Ross Branigan, author of Running Adventures Scotland. He's already done the plug, so I'll not bother adding another one. Uh, (laughs) But that's all from Activate Doors this time thanks for tuning in as the old-fashioned phrase goes and uh, please uh, share and subscribe and like and all those other things um, to share the word about activate doors Um, keep up with our adventures as always at hnmedia.co.uk forward slash activate doors thanks for listening